Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We, we watch, watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a string, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox, a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. Hi, uh, welcome to Geek Sweat. Um, we're available on so many platforms that I can't name them all uh, and still have time to do the podcast. So we'll skip that quickly. Um, this is uh, Cult TV. This is the last Doctor Who I'll be doing for a while because we've reached the 12th Doctor. And of course, we're on the 13th Doctor, but she hasn't finished yet. So this is going to be the last Doctor Who for uh, well, at least a year maybe two years oh Stephen maybe she'll do a Tom Baker and be there in another five years you never know I doubt it because he's probably you know got a career that she wants to kind of use this to build on but you know um, yeah so we're going to look at the 12th Doctor um, a quick uh, quiz question who's the only actor to play the Doctor to win an Oscar oh good question oh I think I know this is it John Hurt? It is not John Hurt. John Hurt was nominated for um, The Elephant Man, but he didn't actually win. Are we, are we like, talking about any any kind of... Any oh, kind of Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. Well, oh, God. Not Tenen, is it? No, no. I mean, you could kind of get a clue by what episode we're doing. But, um... <laughs> oh, Peter Capaldi. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He went off I, good. <laughs> I thought, you know, in the last episode and kind of like just, yeah, okay, all right. I thought that was a trick question, never mind. Yeah, he won it for directing uh, the best live-action short film in 1995 for his short film, Franz Kafka's It's a Wonderful Life, which sounds worth watching. I don't know why I haven't watched that before, but I think I'll check it out after I finish here. Um, so boring. Peter Crowley, of course, is probably best known in um, in Britain, at least in, uh, uh, yeah, probably Britain. I, I'm not sure how the thick of it goes down in the rest of the world. But yeah, the thick of it, which if you haven't seen it, is just the most brilliant comedy. And um, uh, just, um, you, you either, uh, either of you two are thick of it fans? I recently rewatched all of them on the iPlayer and I was amazed how well they stood up. That yeah, they are great. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, it's a kind of behind the scenes. Um, uh, uh, well, it's meant to be like the the Labour Party, but it's never actually named as the Labour Party, and the Conservative Party never named as Conservative Party. But they um they both um uh it's kind of obvious who they represent, and it's kind of and they even throw the Lib Dems into the mix in the they, last episode. Yes, they do. <laughs> What's their nickname again? The, um, they call them the Chuckle Brothers, is it? Yeah, the Chuckle Brothers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, so we should go on to the Twelfth Doctor. The Twelfth Doctor is played by Peter Capaldi. And the Twelfth Doctor is kind of the first Doctor of the Doctor's new kind of regeneration cycle. Because if you remember from my last episode, of course, Matt Smith was the last of the of the was the thirteenth incarnation of the Doctor and so he had to like beg the Time Lords to give him a new regeneration or Clara did anyway 
and so out popped Peter Capaldi. So he's like the first of the new of this new kind of cycle of Doctor Who. Although, I mean, without giving away spoilers, the, the, the recent series of Doctor Who, um, J.D. Whittaker's second season, has kind of tipped everything we know about Doctor Who on its head. I was going to um, ask you about that. I mean, I might be jumping the gun here, but is that canon? Is that a red herring? Um, what are your thoughts about that? Well, um, well if we, I did this quickly, obviously, because I did the 12th Doctor. I think it's a brilliant move to just kind of get rid of all the stupid Time Lord mythology because there's nothing more boring in Doctor Who than Time Lord stories and Time Lords and people going on about Time Lords and wanting to bring the Time Lords back. So I think this is a great, um, you know, it's a great thing. It's kind of is return the Doctor to his pre-1970 mysteriousness, you know, before the Time Lords on him, before he was explained. Now he's not explained anymore. Now he's kind of, or she... It's now she's kind of, um, you know, it's in no way she now has a mysterious origin again, and we can kind of junk Time Lords, and that's in my book. But we'll get on to the 12th Doctor. The 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi, he inherited um, Clara as a companion from Matt Smith. She stays with him for two series, and they have quite the um, quite the adventures. Whereas Matt Smith is kind of like an old man, kind of in a young person's body and, you know, that kind of awkwardness. I mean, Peter Capaldi plays the doctor. He starts off as quite a grumpy man, quite, yeah, he, he, you know, he doesn't go out of his way to make people feel, um, you know, help. In in fact, Clara starts um, carrying around um, little um, sort of cards with words like, I'm very, with like sentences like, I'm very sorry for your loss at this time. So the doctor can read them off when he should be showing sympathy because he suddenly has no idea about any of this sort of thing. So now he's kind of um, more of a, you know, he's, he's more of an abrasive doctor. And um, hits, um, just trying to find here the, uh, the stories, which will make it much easier for me to talk about this. So he first appears in, um, uh, he actually appears in the uh, 50th anniversary story, just a brief glimpse of him when all the doctors get together at the end to um, put Gallifrey into a painting. Um, yeah. And um, so do you see him then? It's just his eyes, but he starts off with, um, yeah, like I said, Clara. And um, there's a, uh, uh, oh, yes, of course. And where all all um all doctors kind of get their um the the nemesis they deserve and Peter Capaldi gets um uh the master the master returns but the master is now a woman and the master is called Missy and it's played by Michelle Gomez who's one of the greatest comedy actors of like I don't know the last twenty years um she, you might know her from um uh, Green Wing and the book group and stuff like that you'd be a fan of Michelle Gomez I I like her she's great. She's about the only good thing about that sitcom Bad Education with Jack Whitehall. Oh, oh right. Oh, she is. Or am I confusing her with someone else? I think you might be confusing her. That's all right. We're only going live. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of stuff we usually edit. Are you thinking Fresh Meat? I don't know who I'm thinking of. No, she's she's not in Fresh Meat. I was thinking of Bad Education, but I might be confusing her with someone else. Is anyone watch if I got news for you on Friday? Because they all did it with kind of you know on Skype. No, no, I didn't actually. I I I, I didn't think it worked. <laughs> well, maybe we will succeed. Where have I got news for you? Failed. So um, his first two episodes is a Doctor were directed by Ben Wheatley. Um, we know who Ben Wheatley is, so 
There you go, that's something. Into the Dalek, in which the Doctor gets miniaturised and um, put into side of Dalek. Followed by Robot of Sherwood, which gets a lot of stick and has got a lot of stick over the years. And it's actually, I watched it the other day, it's very funny and I kind of love it. And anyone who thinks Robot of Sherwood is shit, um, I think should, should shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, that is the kind of mature criticism we want. And then we have a run of some... Okay, so then we've got Kill the Moon. Kill the Moon is the one where it turns out that the moon is not actually our moon, it's actually an egg, and and there's um something... There's a baby, like, thing in there. And then one day the uh, moon hatches and off the thing flies. But at the end, it lays another egg which looks exactly like the moon again. So it all works. Stephen, is that actually the plot, or are you having like some kind of acid flashback here? That, that is actually the plot. He's <laughs> reliving a joyous moment. <laughs> then a fantastic episode, Mummy of the Orient on the Orient Express. Um, yeah, the Doctor and Clara decide to break up. It's kind of um, travelling together. I mean, because I mean, the, the Clara never kind of doesn't really get over um, the. Matt Smith going and Peter Capaldi arriving because I mean she did have a bit of a crush on on uh, Matt Smith I think it's fair to say and so to be replaced by this kind of grumpy older man is is a little bit much for her and um, it takes a while but by the end of the season she's kind of you know she's fine hmm. um, uh, yeah so and and that uh, that season climaxes with uh, turns out the Missy uh, the Master has been working with the Cybermen by uh, uploading all dead people up to this up to the cloud and then putting them back into Cybermen bodies, which is kind of, you know, that's not a bad plan. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Sounds like it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see any drawbacks to that. No, no, not at all. And yeah, it's going pretty well, but then the Doctor falls it all. So next season... <laughs> Um, is, it, is it important for us to know what the connection between the Master and the Cybermen is? The Master and Cybermen, they have a kind of, ever since the Five Doctors, they've kind of had a bit of a relationship. And um, you know, it, actually, in, in the last season, again, they um, they team up, where uh, the Master actually creates um, kind of cyber Time Lord um, <laughs> hybrids. <laughs> so you get Cybermen <laughs> coming. Him coming in but with these like metallic lattice um time lord um suit on <laughs> oh the last season was so bad the last season was so good oh and i don't want to go good but kind of crazy that everyone to see it is just it, it was fun but so they teamed up again last season as well and they team up again at the end of um peter capaldi's run so that's three times in like what five years that that's they're like they're like a tag team now aren't they yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, Paddy, season, season, what is this? Season nine. Ah, uh, season nine, this is where, um, so this is all about Clara. So Clara and, uh, and the Doctor Dickel now, she's kind of, she's up with this kind of guy. The Doctor's a bit cooler now. The Doctor's a bit less kind of angry and stuff. He started playing the guitar and, because, you know, I mean, a lot of people didn't like this, the Doctor playing guitar, electric guitar. They thought it was a bit, a bit much, but I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. And there's a brilliant <laughs> bit in the, in, in, in the episode under the lake. In the episode under the lake, the um the theme tune is played by Peter Capaldi on his guitar, and I think it's one of the best 
versions of the theme tune ever. So if you want to check that out, that's the episode under the lake. Um, yeah, and uh, so um, Clara turns out she dies, and that's bad. But the Doctor is then sort of captured by an unknown force, and he's and he's taken. He's sort of like miniaturized and put into a watch, kind of like this puzzle. And it's a whole episode. It's just Peter Capaldi, no one else. It's one of the greatest episodes of Doctor Who ever. Just Peter Capaldi, the whole thing, trying to figure out this puzzle. And it turns out that it's, so it's, it's this thing. It's designed so that the doc, Time Lords want to find something out about the Doctor. And the Time Lords, and the Doctor doesn't know the Time Lords are involved. He just knows that it's called a confession dial. And in it, he, it kind of, if, if he confesses everything he knows, uh, or what the Times want to find out, then they'll release him. But he doesn't. He kind of has to go through this thing. He gets um, he, he goes through this whole kind of like um, like what do you call it? Like the Minotaur, the labyrinth. And at the end, there's this kind of massive uh, boulder of just like this um, uh, substance, like hard and diamond. And every time he completes the circuit, he's basically dead. He has to punch the wall once and then he dies and then because of the way this is figured out he kind of he reappears back he's like time walked back to the beginning again and has to do it all again and it turns out he does this something like six billion times over kind of billions and billions like longer than the than the um age of the universe he's spending this little dial going around just punching this wall of diamond and then eventually just this one punch each time he gets through and he and he, and he um, smashes through and finally finds Gallifrey again, where the Time Lords are. And that's the, I mean, it's just a fantastic episode. I kind of spoiled it, but you know. <laughs> wow. I, I would. <laughs> this, this, this is a review of it, and it's kind of so yeah. But it, I mean, it's, it's just it's just brilliant, and and uh, okay. And Jamie, so, is this making you want to see the Peter Capaldi era of Doctor Who? Well, kind of, well, I've, I've never seen, I've, I've been hardcore fan, so, but, but, you know, I used to watch it when I was a kid, like, way, way, way back when, um, but I just haven't watched it since, so I'm familiar with it, but I, I just don't, I haven't watched it. Um, do I want to watch it? Uh, I don't know, there are so many other things. Not even I'm with, like, Stephen's impassioned and enthusiastic descriptions of the plot lines. Just watch, well, watch I mean, like, well, he's telling me all about it, so I don't watch it now, do I? Oh. Okay, so... <laughs> what, Disappointing. Uh, at the end of... So, the Doctor finally gets to Gallifrey again, and he uses... And he and he kind of... He's very mad with them, because they've made him feel that for, like, billions of years, doing that little thing. And um, <laughs> still, That is kind of annoying, isn't it? Hate it when that still, happens. Which is that we talk about now. He does a time scoop and he scoops La- um, Clara from the moment of death, just the second for the moment of death on her last breath and, and, and kind of takes her to Gallifrey and then runs off with her. So now Clara is kind of, she's, she's just, she's, she's one breath away from death, but she's kind of paused and she's, she can run free. And it turns out, and so Clara escapes. I mean, the doc- I can't remember why, but the doctor has to lose his memory of Clara and, um, so she goes off in another TARDIS and um, I can't remember where that TARDIS came from. What do you mean? What TARDIS? 
But she goes off in another TARDIS and she she goes travelling by herself, but she's always on like a second from death. But as long as she doesn't go never goes back to Gallifrey, she's okay. So she could live forever, um, potentially. Um oh. so there, so Clara Clara's gone and she's kind of eternal now and time travelling and having fun by herself. And so his last last season we get a new companion, Bill. Bill is awesome. Bill is the first openly gay companion, I think. Although I have my suspicions about a couple of the old series, but you know, we can't yeah, I don't want to out character fictional characters without them being able to kind of stand up for themselves. Uh, or be able to kind of answer back. Like total but, digression, Bill, but do you know who like the first openly gay character on British TV was in a light entertainment programme? Uh, openly gay or alluded to gay? No, as in like everyone uh, knew they were gay. Um, give me a decade. Um, nineteen eighties. It was in a sitcom. Nineteen eighties sitcom. Um, oh God. Um, Heidi High. No. Ah, uh, well, you're kind of in the right ballpark. Oh really? Oh, was it the, the lesbian from um, You Rang, My Lord? Um, okay, I think you're getting a bit less warm now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I just need to... Uh, sorry. Hello, hello? <laughs> hello, hello is the right answer. Oh, a German, the, um, the German... The very camp me. commander me. who had a Did crush you know, on Rene. Uh, do you know what oh. your own interesting fact about him? No. He played Elaine's boss in Seinfeld, and he was in the Genesis of the Daleks, which is the classic one of the classic Doctor Who stories, in where he was um, one of Davros's right hand men. Apparently, he was also in a David Lynch film. Was he? Which one? Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it was the one he did after Lost oh, Highway. A guy signer or a guy sinner? Um, I think it's guy signer. I'm just trying to find him on IMDb here. And wouldn't you know it? It's like the one name that's not coming up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I should probably get back to um the uh, yeah. Let's go. season. He gets Bill. Bill is openly gay. Um, she is. She's awesome. And uh, uh, the doctor is. Uh, living, he's kind of retired in a sense, in that he's at a university, um, a lecturer at university. The TARDIS is just parked in his office. And the reason for this is that him, uh, our other new companion is Nardole, played by Matt Lucas, who is also pretty cool in this. I, I, in fact, yeah, Nardole was awesome. So Nardole is kind of, so the Doctor and Nardole are keeping Misty, the master, mistress, um, they, they're keeping her um they, well, they kind of got locked. They kind of got. They kind of got locked in the basement, and the doctor is trying to teach her ethics and morality, and trying to make make her a better person. And it, and to be fair, it seems to be work all the way through. And um, so this this is the subplot. This is the arc of the season. And then uh, Bill works at the cafeteria, but then the doctor, the doctor kind of sees something in her because she keeps turning up the lectures to get some free education. So and they end up. Now some very cool stories, um, uh, but it all gets so. Finally, this kind of storyline ends up with um, the Doctor thinks that Missy is ready to kind of go out and kind of 
she does a thing where she pretends to be the doctor and she goes out with Nardo and Bill and pretends to be the doctor to solve the situation while the doctor watches in the TARDIS and it's kind of like a test and she introduces herself as Doctor Who so it's kind of the first time that a char- the characters called themselves Doctor Who in, the doc- in Doctor Who um, uh, so they end up on a Cyberman uh, on a, no they end up on a long spaceship which is uh, balanced um, it's, it's near a black hole and the, the um, part nearest the black hole is kind of time is moving differently from the other end of the ship and Bill gets lost at the other end of the ship she gets turned into a Cyberman by the former master John Sim who has returned so now we've got two this is a two master story um, the, 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 the John Sim master eventually kind of um, uh, what does he do? He they they kind of team up with Missy. She kind of falls back, and um, the Doctor. It's just about protecting this one village in this ship. It's like a massive ship. They have um, uh, countryside, and um, there's there's many floors, and each floor is kind of you know slightly different time wise than the one below. So the Cybermen are slowly kind of climbing up the ship and evolving as they come. And all the humans are trying to kind of get one floor above the ship every few years so that they can outrun the Cybermen who are coming. Um, so the Doctor stands to face kind of the Cybermen down in, on this one level. And the, the Master and Missy are both kind of standing with the Cybermen. And then uh, um, Missy and Master escape to kind of fuck off because they're Master Missy and this isn't, there's no fun anymore. Um, but as to go in, I mean, the Doctor was trying to kind of teach Missy that to be a hero, you have to do it without any. Um, I, don't, I want. I need to get the quote for this. Really. Um, yeah. Well, he basically says that um, the Doctor, that um, you know, to be a hero, you have to do it without um, kind of any acknowledgement, without any kind of, without any witness. You know, a, a true hero does does actions despite no one knowing that they did it. And the master and the missy have a kind of falling out just as about to kind of get into uh, i think original master's tardis and um, um missy but decides, they're the same person aren't they yeah yeah they're the same person but they, they fall out and missy decides to go back to help the doctor and as she's going back to help the doctor um the master john sim master shoots her triggering and regeneration so she actually does kind of you know, she does kind of get redemption in the, you know, she did go back to help a doctor, but she wasn't, no one witnessed her doing it, no one knows she did it, but she did do it, which is kind of the moral of the whole thing. And then at the end of the story, the doctor's basically dead, trying to, because these Cybermen are kind of everywhere. He manages to get the uh, he, these humans back up a couple more levels, and then he starts to regenerate, but he kind of puts it off, um, he gets in the TARDIS and ends up at the North Pole at exactly the same time that the first Doctor was regenerating. And um, they meet and they have a bit of an adventure and they both come, because they're both kind of the originals of the new, of, of each, you know, because the first Doctor was the first of a cycle of 13 and Peter Capaldi was the first of a cycle of 13. And he's been battling all through his um, his tenure at the 12th Doctor with whether he's a good man or not, or, you know, is he a good man? And him and the first doctor, and the first doctor is kind of shocked by how much bloodshed and 
war and death there's been around Doctor. Because if you remember the first Doctor, it was kind of, it, it, there was quite a lot of historical events. They, they, they saw death and stuff, but he was never kind of, he wasn't the person who organised it. He wasn't, you know, he's more of a background thing, the, the first Doctor. He was a traveller rather than a kind of a warrior, which the Doctor kind of is, even if he wouldn't admit that. Um, so it's so then the twelfth Doctor realizes he is a good man, but and the first Doctor kind of realizes how he kind of became like that and realizes, and it's all very nice. And then they both regenerate in the same episode. That was really cool. And then they kind of mixed in footage from the nineteen sixties with the kind of new footage. So they kind of it, it looked brilliant. And um, and yeah, and that was and then the Doctor regenerates and he turns into a woman. And then a lot of fanboys. The stupid fanboys went mad, and that's for another year, or maybe two years, or maybe five years. But we'll see you then. Um, thank you, Jamie. You're invaluable there. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no and Dominic, yeah, thank you. thanks for turning up, Dom. And um, that was Geek Sweat. That was the 12th Doctor. That's Doctor Who done for me now for a while. Um, I would urge you all to kind of the, the last season Doctor Who was crazy and if you I know watch, watch uh, Jenny Whittaker from the beginning because I mean the first season isn't all that but it, it does get kind of as weird as Doctor Who's ever got in season 2 so I would recommend it it's all on iPlayer all of Doctor Who's on iPlayer and if you um, sign up to uh, BritBox which I love I love BritBox it's now my favourite uh, streaming site they have all classic Doctor Who that still exists so yeah. you can basically you can never have too many streaming sites I think that is one of our core messages of this programme <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. so if you want to watch if you want to watch any Doctor Who it's all there now you can watch it BritBox or iPlayer it's all there and um, have fun, and I'll see you when the 13th Doctor dies. Ah, <laughs> oh, see you soon, Stephen, but not too soon. <laughs> <laughs>